0: Stop the steel Organizer makes some disturbing claims from in hiding, impeachment rolls forward, and we get to clown on some more snowflakes. All this and more on today's episode of The Avalone Angle. What's up, everybody? How you doing? It's me again, Hunter Avalone. I hope all of you have had a good day. So far, my day's been really Orwellian. Um... It's now obvious that that you know that word has no real concise def- definition. So yeah, my day's been really Orwellian, weird. Didn't Hunter Avalon say a few years ago that conservatives are not being censored? I did and I still stand by that. Uh, I actually went over that on yesterday's episode. So if you're curious, I went in depth on that. I did literally live, did all the research, pulled up my sources, explained my reasoning, it's almost two hours long. So, uh, but the part of where I go over the, uh, the censorship thing, it was like maybe like 45 minutes. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Am I late? Nope. You're right on time. Welcome Twitch viewers. Welcome YouTube viewers. You keep losing subscribers. Oh, yeah, I know. That's because a lot of people are, uh, uh, you know, triggered AF by facts, I guess. How old are you? How old do I look? (laughs) Because most people think I'm like 17 or they say cringy shit like this. 1984 is when I can't yell racial slurs in Target. Well, yeah, duh. (laughs) Obviously. Yeah, so we have a lot of topics to jump into today. Um, So I guess we should just get right to it. As always, thank you to everybody tuning in. Uh, If you want to help support the channel then throw something in the super chat. Your message will be read live and responded to. So from there, let's jump into the first story. Once again, we're going over the uh, fallout from the Capitol. And the Stop the Steal organizer by the name of Ali Alexander has uh, gone into hiding. And he's, of course, denying blame for the riot when, well, well, we'll go over some of, the, some of the shit he said and we can determine that ourselves. But this was, I, I mean, I was searching this up really quickly. I was going to go over like a brief thing that he said here that was really uh, peculiar that lended some credence to this idea that what happened with the capital being broken into may have gone a little deeper than we initially thought, that it may have actually had some inside help which is pretty concerning. Uh, but then as I was scrolling through this article <laughs> to read, just to find that little part, the whole story, it was... <laughs> it's fucking hilarious, okay? So, yeah, Ali Alexander, his personal account, of course, was banned and everything. Uh, two weeks before thousands of Trump riders breached Congress, Stop the Steal organizer Ali Alexander said his group wasn't violent yet. So he specifically, like, he, from the very beginning... He was giving credence and getting as close as he possible possibly could to imply that yes, violence sometimes is okay in this situation. And it was kind of it's kind of the same thing that like Trump did, although his was Ali Alexander, I think is a little more uh, explicit. He still tries to give himself this plausible deniability where he's like, look, then one day they say, we're nice patriots. We don't throw bricks. I leaned over and I said, not yet, not yet. Haven't you read a little, a little about, uh, about a little tar and feathering? Those were second degree burns. But see, he'll say both things here. Not yet. We're not going to be violent, but then we're nice patriots. Like, it gives him that plausible deniability. Alexander supporters cheered, yelling threats like noose and nothing's off the table. We're going to convince them not to certify the vote on January 6th by marching hundreds of thousands, if not millions of patriots to sit their butts in D.C. Okay, that's um, that doesn't sound like an incitement there. Uh, And close that city down, right, Alexander said? And if we have to explore options after that. Yet. Hmm. He's defiant, saying he won't take an iota of blame that does not belong to me. Damn. Why are these people so against personal responsibility? It's just such such a bummer, man. Like we were told for so long that it's the conservatives that are the the side of personal responsibility and now it's just they never want to take any personal responsibility even when you have rhetoric like this. So they're talking about how he used that yet that sort of that was a way to kind of signal that he was okay with violence if it if it came to it. On Sunday night, Twitter banned Alexander's personal account and account for Stop the Steal. Alexander didn't respond to a request for comment. He's a convicted felon. So he pled guilt. Oh, I didn't even know this. Hold on. He pled guilty to felony property theft in 2007 and felony credit card abuse in 2008. Wow. Sounds like a really trustworthy person, you know? I mean, this guy, this guy helped, this guy played a huge role in organizing the Stop the Steal rally. It just goes to show that, I mean, these people are top-notch, trustworthy people. I would definitely trust a felon for property theft and credit card abuse. I bet, you know what, I bet he he knows all about election fraud, though. This guy apparently has quite a record in fraud. So maybe it's like one of those take one takes one to no one kind of thing? Maybe he has that going for him. Hey, maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe instead he's like, yo, I've committed a shit ton of fraud. I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a convicted felon, right? I've pled guilty multiple times for fraudulent behavior. And I know, so I know fraud when I see it. And there was election fraud. Maybe he has that going for him. You know, glass is always half full, bro. (laughs) So this guy worked with Jacob Wall, who's a complete dumb fuck. You know, way back, I briefly uh, did some like podcast work with Jacob. This was, of course, before either I was ignorant or I think it was a little bit of both. I was pretty ignorant about this guy uh, and um, he hadn't actually become that fucking crazy yet. But just goes to show the type of people he's hanging out with here. Alex Jones and Jacob Wall. Jacob Wall, by the way, for those of you who don't know, he is a career liar. Multiple times he's been busted for trying to set up fake allegations against certain Democrats or whatever. Like he's a, he is literally a career liar. And uh, this Ali Alexander guy gets even more fucking bizarre when he starts like bringing up all this religious stuff. This is when it gets really weird. Before Trump's 2020 election uh, uh, defeat, Alexander was perhaps best known for Donald Trump Jr. retweeting his groundless claims That vice president-elect Kamala Harris is not an American black. What the fuck does that even mean? Well, you heard it from this guy. Again, I guess he knows when someone's lying. I wouldn't let this guy buy me dinner, though. Because who knows? That might be my credit card he's using, and I don't even fucking know it. But he was invited to the White House. Oh, that's always cute. He was invited to the White House for Trump's social media summit. And then he says... God. Okay. Let's, let's really get, we're going to get spiritual here, guys. It's okay. If you want to take a step back, maybe do a little bit of a meditation here. Um, we're going to try to hear from God today, just like Ali Alexander. Now, not only is he a convicted felon and a dude who played a serious role in organizing this shit and inciting the mobs, But apparently he is also a prophet ordained by God. He says, God gave me the color orange in December 2019. Is that because it's like when you go to jail, you're going to be wearing the color? That might have been why God gave you that thing. Maybe he is a prophet. Now, there's a real guess. Alexander tweeted on election day. He told me orange would be the color of 2020. I've come to learn it means God's power. I don't know. That sounds like the power of law and order right there, pal. I think that God may have told you, I mean, God was off also because now it's 2021, but I think this might be why you're, uh, (laughs) why you were given the prophecy, why God gave you this prophecy that orange was going to be your color, bro. Yeah. Or maybe it was just a bad dream of your past. I, I don't know, whatever. Um... After Trump's election defeat, Alexander positioned himself as one of the leading Trump re-election dead-enders with his Stop the Steal group, which quickly became a clearinghouse for pro-Trump personalities rallying outside of the state capitals. Alexander also started to promote mega rallies, protesting the election results in Washington in November and December, even clashing with rival organizers over who deserved credit for the events. He dubbed this protest the Wild Protest. Okay. Now, this is when it gets really shady. He says. On January 6th, Alexander claimed in a video he had some organizing assistance from pro-Trump representatives. Paul Gosser from Arizona, Andy Biggs from Arizona and Mo Brooks. And he says, we four schemed up putting maximum pressure on Congress while they were voting, Alexander said in a video posted before January 6th. Now, let's not get, I don't want to get into like conspiracism here because we know that this guy's a fucking liar. We know that. And a spokesman for Biggs disputed Alexander's story, claiming that he wasn't aware of or meeting Mr. Alexander at any point and had no contact with protesters or rioters. So this is more of a, you know, we don't really know who's lying and who's telling the truth, but it gets a little more shady when you realize that others are now coming forward with similar type claims. I'm sure most of you have heard about this. Now, New Jersey Democrats says members of Congress led tours ahead of the riot. And she said it was essentially like she said she witnessed colleagues leading people on tours of the Capitol in days prior to the violent riot. And she was treating it like it was almost a preparation for the siege. I also intend to see that those members of Congress who abetted him, those members of Congress who had groups coming through the Capitol that I saw on January 5th. Those members of Congress that incited the violent crowd. See, it also, it sounds really vague. And is there, did she say, hold on. Cause part of this just sounds like she just gave some people a tour. Like they just gave people a tour. Hold on. She witnessed colleagues. Leading people on tours. Did she recognize people and runs for office again? It doesn't have access to classified material. I also intend to see that those members of Congress who abetted him, those members of Congress who had groups coming through the Capitol that I saw on January 5th for the next day, those members of Congress that incited this violent crowd. Now, there have been uh, like House Democrats are now vowing to look into this as well. So we're going to know more Um and, you know, the more I read over this, I try to, again, I try to always take stuff like this with some skepticism. And it's just, it's really vague. A little more details do come out in our next article. So we will jump into that shortly. Um, but it's just a little, it is a little bit weird, at the very least, when you have Ali Alexander saying that he had organizing assistance from pro-Trump representatives, right? And then now you have actual Congress members saying that she witnessed colleagues leading people on tours. And she described these tours as military observation of a region to locate an enemy or ascertain strategic features. These are really big claims and I just don't see how these are. There's a, I mean, there's a possibility that she was intentionally vague. And these, this has been vowed to look into. I don't know. I do. I think this, this sounds a little, a little, uh, you would need to really substantiate these claims, I think. Hmm. They have broken their sacred oath of office. I'll be introducing a resolution calling for their expulsion. I don't know. This might be more of like a side thing that she said. It might not really mean what it kind of sounds like, which is that there were there was some kind of an inside help with these upcoming capital raids and riots. So I don't know. I, I, I fully recognize that this doesn't sound all that uh substantial as of late. But again, we know now that they are going to these claims are going to be looked into. So, we'll see what comes of them. I don't want to take some conspiracism approach and be like, I bet it was all coordinated attack. Trump did this from blah 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 like Trump incited it. Yeah, but, you know, the the claim that this is some kind of an inside help, that it had inside help or inside assistance, that's a pretty big claim to be making so there's such there needs to certainly be much more investigation into this into these claims before we before we you know take anything away from this other than that sounds peculiar that sounds weird we should have people look into it but i don't want to jump to conclusions and i certainly don't want to take a conspiracism approach so let's get to donations and then we'll get back to uh clowning on this Ali alexander guy and then we have some other dum dums to go after too Marco Dolt, thank you for the uh, $3. You look around 24, very similar age to me at 21. You know, interesting. uh, I am actually 24. Wow. Spot on, man. Cool. Dylan Inmom. Wow. Thank you so much, my friend. This is insane, dude. We have a $200 donation here. Dylan, thank you so much, man. I'm sorry to interrupt the live stream, but I just want to say you're the most trustworthy person I've ever met when talking political issues. I'm glad you really found your voice and can be informative without being a political pawn. I salute you, good sir. Thank you so much. You know, that means, that really means a lot. And that's just such an incredibly generous donation. Wow. And then Dylan goes on to say, Alex Jones is like that one crazy uncle that rambles on and on at Thanksgiving dinner, but won't, but you don't want to argue. So you just nod your head. (laughs) Yeah, we all have people like that in our family. Absolutely. <laughs> That's funny. Thank you so much again for the for your generosity and your support. Pass and phase. Thank you for the $5 donation. Hunter, please be my new dad. My dad works in conservative news and projects his homophobia onto me. Tell your dad to debate me, chump. <laughs> my dad can beat your dad in a debate. Five, I'm sorry to hear that, dude. But just know that, you know, try to take a... a logical approach to that. Try not to act with too much emotion. 570, thank you for the 2 bucks. You versus Ben Shapiro in a fight, who would win? Uh probably Ben Shapiro simply because he's way better at debating than I am. Like I don't like Ben Shapiro very much and I don't agree with a lot of things he says anymore, but I mean there's no denying the fact that the guy's great at debate. <laughs> He's really good with rhetoric, so. So, yeah, the the claims that this may have had inside help, pretty sketchy. Sounds a little sus, but they're going to be looked into. And until more comes from it, all that we can take away from that is that it is sus. Here's some more examples of Ali Alexander. Uh, He said, may not want... Hold on, wait, when did he go crazy again with the religious bullshit stuff? This guy's just insane. He began tweeting frequently about 1776. He thought this was like his American Revolution. But he's not George Washington. He's like fucking, he's just British. All these people are British. (laughs) And it's funny because that's a meme, but at the same time, it legitimately (laughs) holds weight right now. (laughs) 1776 is always an option for free men and women Okay, pal Stop trying to be a hero, kid Uh, If they do this, everyone can guess what me and 500,000 others will do to that building 1776 is always an option Yeah, come on That is such obvious fucking incitement Absolutely, yeah Alexander's anger wasn't limited to Congress after four people were stabbed after a December MAGA protest outside the Hotel Harrington, a downtown Washington hotel popular with Proud Boys. The hotel announced that it would be closed for several days around the January 6th protest. OK. And Ale- this angered Ali Alexander. Maybe what maybe he like already scheduled, like pre-ordered a prostitute to be there while he was in town or something. And that's what he's like, dude, come on. You know how hard it's going to be to, like, reschedule this shit. He posted a video filled with threats to the hotel, urging his fans to be extremely high IQ as God enacts his vengeance. This, okay. I'm getting some really hella creepy ads over here. (laughs) Oh, that's going to get memed for days. There's no way. That's, I'm done for. That's getting memed hardcore. There's (laughs) there's not. <laughs> Why? Why are these creepy fucking ads popping up? Alright, what <laughs> whatever. <sighs> uh okay. Anyway, be extremely high IQ. What the f fu- this is like the ramble these are the ramblings of a madman. As God enacts his vengeance, he sounds like he's organizing a fucking crusade against a hotel. He compared his supporters to the snake in the Don't Tread on Me Gadsden flag, saying they had been tread on and noting that the vipers bite. The most fitting biblical reference here is where Jesus called the, uh, the Pharisees a den of vipers or something like that. Horde of vipers. You're vipers in that context, pal. May not one patriot get caught on camera doing anything bad. At the December 19th, Arizona rally, Alexander kept up his threats that his movement could become violent. He said he wouldn't describe Democrats as burglars in Republicans' homes, implying that would mean they'd be shot. A metaphor he said wasn't necessary yet. Let them hear that, Alexander said, yet. Okay, I want to see if there's people in chat here, anyone disagreeing with this, because this is so fucking obviously incitement. I mean, come on. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to recognize that that's obviously incitement. Like, also, you got to understand that because conservatives, they don't like, again, the nuance of it. They don't really like looking into that. They like things to be very surface level and easy for them to understand and fed to them on a little silver spoon. But these people are, they're somewhat smart. They're not complete, total Neanderthals. Like, they know that if they go out there and just say an explicit, we need to march down to the Capitol, break the window on the left, and then once we start to hoist each other, like, obviously, he's going to use some ambiguity there so that now he's denying this. He's doing it as best he can to give himself plausible deniability. And anyone who is listening, who disagrees in the chat, anyone who doesn't agree with that, you are being duped. And his bullshit is working on you. The night before the January 6th rally, Alexander riled up Trump supporters in Washington with a victory or death chant. (laughs) These guys, dude, they're so fucking dramatic. (laughs) This guy's out, literally, like, this guy's out here, victory or death. You remember George Washington? Well, I saw a 440p video of voter fraud happening, so now it's our turn. Like, dude, chill the fuck out. 1776 is always an option. These degenerates in the deep states are going to give us what we want, or we're going to shut this country down. Also, a little creepy when you now know, based on the report yesterday that we went over, um... The FBI is aware that more protests and more vi not protests, more violence, they are anticipating more violence at the Capitol buildings at all 50 states. We're going to shut this country down. I mean, that alone sounds like an incitement of what is now that like the FBI is anticipating. Obviously, we're going to have to see how that plays out. We don't want to, again, jump to conclusions too quickly, but. You also know that Alex Jones, hold on, Alex Jones claims that he and Alexander had some deal with the White House about their protest outside of Congress. All these people are, uh, like, everyone making these claims. The Congresswoman, she has a little more weight to her claims, just being in the position she's in. But when it's, like, Alex Jones and Ali Alexander, Yeah. InfoWars is always wrong until they say something that I agree with. Now, hmm, peculiar. No. I think that it's, if these claims are are true or have any merit to them, we're going to find out because of the New Jersey Democrat talking about this, not because of these dimwits. Alexander refused to disavow the riot. I don't disavow this, Alexander said in a video filmed overlooking the Capitol. I do not denounce this. This is completely peaceful. Mm, okay. Whatever. Now Alexander claims to be hiding, alleging in a video posted Friday that he needs 2K a day, 2,000 bucks a day to fund his security detail and other expenses and hitting his fans up for donations. Pussy. What a little bitch. (laughs) We're gonna go and fight. We're gonna fight to the death if it kills me. Oh my god, guys, no! Wait, that's like the puppy meme. The strong. Hold on. We got the strong. Uh, me. Fuck me. Strong dog meme. There's weak. That should come up, right? Come on. Yeah. This is this is Ali Alexander right now. Ali Alexander leading up to the rally. 1776. We're gonna fight like George Washington. Give me liberty or give me death. And this is him after the riot. No, please. Can somebody please spare a bit, a shilling? Please. I need my security detail. I'm in hiding. I'm in a little teepee out in the woods somewhere. <laughs> like... It is so, that is, that's, yeah, that's what happened to this guy right now. That's a shame too. Well, hopefully he gets his money, 2K a day to fund his security detail. He's in hiding. If you're in hide, I, that's one hell of a, uh, well, actually, let me think of how reasonable that is because, you know, I've, I hired a security detail for something once. Yeah, security detail is pretty expensive. So that that makes sense. <laughs> it just sucks, man. Damn, $2,000 a day? That's expensive. I mean, you're basically spending your car payment and a mortgage on having this little security detail around. And th- do you really need that much of a security detail? Honestly, I kind of personally, and this is purely hyperbole. I feel like he's just projecting a little bit. He's probably paying these people to be his friends. Like he doesn't want to be left all alone now and the whole world knows that he incited this shit. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. It's just in a Friday video, Alexander claimed that his rally never turned violent but Alexander also read a quote from Rush Limbaugh that positively compared the rioters to the heroes of the American Revolution and said rioters who entered the Capitol should suffer light consequences, if any. This guy's being so blatant. Is that the end of it? Yeah. I think people should be rowdy. I think people should be messy, Alexander said. I do believe that we own that U.S. Capitol, so I'm not apologizing for nothing. Okay. Well, if anybody is still not convinced that this guy purely, or I'm sorry, certainly played even just a little itty bitty role in inciting this, anyone who now denies this, you're living in la la land, pal. Oh, by the way, even people like Karlin Berensko are falling down this fraud rabbit hole and claiming that Twitter is censoring conservatives. Yeah, that that the problem with that is the topic is actually fairly nuanced. And again, conservatives don't like the nuanced thing. It's really funny because when you talk to a conservative about systemic racism and you argue about how con- uh, black people, when they're disproportionately killed by police, that has a systemic racism component to it, as, lo- as well as like the criminal justice system, et cetera, et cetera. We've been over that conversation. We're not going to get into it all right now. But when that happens, they're like, well... It wasn't racism. It wasn't because they were black. It was because they were breaking the law. You ever heard about 1350? But then when it's conservatives getting banned, they argue that it's conservative censorship. They're banned because they are conservative. But that's not what's happening here. What's happening there is you are banned because, sure, you might be a conservative, but you violated the TOS. And virtually all these most, the most recent situations with like Parler getting booted, for example, it was pretty, it was a pretty transparent process and Parler had multiple chances. Now, again, this doesn't mean that I'm in favor of these gigantic corporations holding so much power and uh, holding so much of the market share, but There are still times where these might be justified. Some of the big tech decisions can still be justified. It's literally like you can believe that like the police system is bad, right? Or corrupt or needs to be reformed. Keyword there, system, not police officers. Um, But then you can also recognize that, yeah, I'm glad that that police officer just saved that life of a woman who was being raped by shooting them or something like that. Like, you can recognize a problem overall and then still recognize where even those flawed processes still can benefit certain aspects. Like, this isn't not—that's is, not that hard to grasp, right? So, No. It's not – they're not being banned because they're conservative and, you know, people are still harping on about that little clip on Twitter, the 18-second one. It's because conservatives are consistently refusing to take personal responsibility, refusing to get their act together, and constantly violating TOS. When it's very – when the TOS is pretty transparent now. Again, it's getting – it still needs more transparency, but – Whatever. I'm sick of hearing conservatives play victim about the censorship shit. And then they, but they'll literally, they understand the reasoning that sometimes things can, well, they think they understand that because that's what they think happens with black people and it's not, but, uh, like they can understand that like their arguments work around, it's not because of your identity, but because of your actions. That is like their argument when it comes down to the, the BLM shit. And they're wrong about a lot of that. But then when something like this is actually a clear cut example, they're suddenly like, it's not because of anything I did. It's my identity as a conservative that's being victimized. That's the way for them to profit off of it as quickly, uh, the, the more also. So I, I just, I don't care. Parler was number one on Apple. What does that mean? So what? If anything, that would be more of an incentive for Apple not to, to ban them. I just... The, the conversation is getting really stale because the conservatives keep on making the claims. Did Hunter go lib? No. All right, so... Let's see here. Let's move into the impeachment updates because they are trying very hard to do this. Let's see here. So more Republicans are also siding with the Democrats impeachment efforts. Uh, Uh, Miss Mitch McConnell. Fuck him, by the way. But Mitch McConnell was very friendly to the idea. Um, he's not really commenting on it much until it actually com- like gets to his desk. Last I heard, uh, but this is these are li- live updates right here. Trump releases tweet-sized statement urging demonstrations to remain peaceful. Good. Okay. Yes, this is good. Thank you, Trump. This is something good that you're doing. Trump write, uh, wrote in light of reports of more demonstrations. Uh, by the way, I mean this is you know a little too late. Perhaps maybe just a smidge. Like if you're speeding down the road and then you like plow through a preschool and kill three uh, kids. And then five, you know, six, seven, eight days later, you you release a statement. You're like, I condemn speeding and drunk driving and driving on LSD and everything else that I was tripping on. Like by the time you do that, it's kind of like the damage is already done. So, but still, I am 100% willing to recognize when Trump does something right. And this is good. I like that Trump is saying this. I think he's taking a little more responsibility here in this situation. And that's good. In light of reports of more demonstrations, I urge that there must be no violence, no lawbreaking, and no vandalism of any kind. That is not what I stand for and is It is not what America stands for. I call on all Americans to help ease tensions and calm tempers. Thank you. Okay. So there's a good possibility that Trump not having his Twitter now means that more people are going to actually have to issue statements on his behalf. So they're going to sound like this. So who knows? We might have a smooth seven days left. Is there seven days? Yeah. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> so, we might have a little bit of a smoother 7 days, who knows. I'm I'm, you know, kidding around here. I think that this is good. I I am glad again that Trump said this, but it's kind of like the damage is already done. And it's certainly not going to stop the impeachment efforts. There is no way. Here is one of the uh, Republicans, wait, no, it's not this one. Where is it? This one. One of the Republicans weighed in uh, and against Donald Trump.
1: But I want to reference the remarks of the chair of the Republican conference which is the analog to the Democratic Caucus. It is all the Republicans elected to the Congress of the United States in the House of Representatives. And they elected Liz Cheney, the daughter of the Vice President of the United States, the former whip of this House, Dick Cheney, with whom I served in the 80s. Representative Cheney.
0: Term limits, by the way. Just shout out. I don't like when our lawmakers are like, back in the day, when I served with this guy in the 80s, when I was like 67, I don't know. <laughs> that's a, I know that's an ad hominem. I'm literally kidding around. But yeah, I do see people in chat saying term limits. So I acknowledge you and I agree.
1: From Wyoming, a conservative Republican said this, the president of the United States.
0: So uh, just to be clear, I need to actually find out if this guy is uh, a Republican or not I believe he is, but he is quoting a Republican here
1: States summoned the mob, assembled the mob and lit the flame of this attack. That is not some irresponsible uh, new member of the Congress of the United States. This is the daughter of the former Republican whip and former vice president of the United States of America. She knows of what she speaks. And she said this as well. There has never been a greater betrayal by a president of the United States of his office and his oath of Constitution to the Constitution. Dan. This is not, as Liz Cheney says, just some action. She characterizes it as the biggest betrayal of any president of the United States in our history.
0: Wow. So pretty intense condemnation right there. I want to double check and find out if this guy is a Republican here because I suddenly, it's not too clear. Hold on. Oh, okay. Nope, I got that wrong. Sorry, my bad. I must have either read something wrong or gotten confused. All right, yeah, my bad. That guy, that guy, that just gave that was uh, that speech was a Democrat, but he was quoting a conservative. That's probably where I got mixed up. Idiot hunter, come on. But yeah, still a very swift uh, and harsh condemnation of Donald Trump's actions. But not everyone had the same same take on this uh, a lot of conservatives now are taking taking the approach of well both sides are at fault actually. you see it's the both sides argument that is so fucking cowardly and cringy when these people basically try to say when the left does something it's really bad and then but the left did it before so it's okay that we did it this time it is it's, the, there's no logic to that line of thinking. Like, if you think that BLM riots were are bad, which most people do, despite making up the minority and whatnot, if you can agree with that, and then you're like, well, BLM rioted, which I don't agree with, but because they did it, it's okay that I did it. And multiple GOP bozos are taking this fucking approach. This guy earlier made an appearance on CNN, which obviously was a mistake for him. And uh, yeah.
2: And to say that there's one speech or one incident that caused this group of people to storm the Capitol is just not accurate. What I'm trying to suggest.
0: So really quickly, I want to talk about this too, because conservatives or even like GOP people like this, especially, they like to reduce the conversation a lot. Like,
2: one speech or one incident.
0: To say that there's one speech or one incident, no one's saying there was one speech and one incident that started it. Most people are acknowledging the nuance of the situation and how Donald Trump's constant lies, fueled with his rhetoric, leading up to the Capitol, all played a role. So already, I mean, I I know this clip isn't in context, and we're not gonna go over it too in depth here, but just kind of want to point that out. It's not that's not what the other position what the your opposition is actually saying
2: cause this group of people. to."
0: It's like they create, they so so frequently conservatives will create a straw man and then attack that straw man. It happens with the LGBT conversations a lot. They'll like agree with like a certain level of it, but then it always comes back to, but I don't think children should be having irreversible genital mutilation.
2: The storm the Capitol is just not accurate. What I'm trying to suggest to you is that both sides are at fault and that in America, whoa, 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 we need whoa, whoa, to be very whoa, whoa, careful whoa, 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 whoa. of
3: the words we use. How did the use? other
0: side? How is that? That Okay, contradiction alert, pal. Uh, both sides are at fault. We need to be really aware of the words we use. Yeah, you're right. So, like, Trump, right? Trump's words.
3: First of all, you keep saying sides here. I keep telling you, I'm not sure.
0: And yeah, then, then we got the both sides shit, the circular logic crap, the non-argument.
3: Well, both sides. i <sighs> sure Liz Cheney and Nancy Pelosi uh, are on any sides together. You keep saying both sides. What on earth did <laughs> any other side do Whatever, than the all right. side that invaded the U.S. Capitol where I believe you're sitting right now? I'm
2: actually standing in one of the House Office Buildings, but got him. Uh, what 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 did the other side do? What what, what uh, you're asking me? What Democrats
3: have one done week ago? One week MAGA ago? What wing ago? One week.
0: Oh, okay. So couldn't really hear him over the kind of annoying CNN guy. Hold on. Oh, what mad. wing ago? What did they do that made the MAGA people mad? What you want to talk about? What the Democrats said that made the MAGA people mad? He realizes this is a really dumb fuck argument, right? This you know what this kind of reminds me of back in my uh dumb dumbass conservative phase when I was <laughs> when I was um I didn't have like a quite of a uh, realistic grasp on the like situation of Islam and all the nuances that went on there um Hunter being racist again today and pandering to conservatives dude shut the fuck up I don't know what you're talking about. And if this to you is pandering to conservatives, then I got news for you, pal. You might be a woke scold. (laughs) And now I lost my train of thought because of you. Hold up.
2: What did the other side do? uh...
0: Yeah, this reminds me of when like people would say, believe me, all Muslims are not terrorists. If we were, you would know or something like it's like the underlying threat there doesn't mitigate the claim. Like. When he says, "What did the Democrats do to make the Maga people mad?" that's not an excuse. You can't say, "Well, the Democrats said these people were racist, and that made them mad, and then they stormed the Capitol. So the Democrats shouldn't have said they were racist. Again, it's all circular logic. Yes, I
2: do. What, 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 uh, you're
3: asking me what Democrats: have One done week to ago make One week MAGA ago. What week ago?
0: What have they done to make the MAGA crowd mad? I don't give a fuck. What is that like uh, emotional shit? What's this snowflake pussy shit? I don't care if they got mad. I don't care. Dems have been threatening Trump and Trump since day one. I mean, Democrats haven't liked Trump and they've spoken very poorly of him. Yeah, but again, like, oh, so Democrats were mean to Trump. So that's okay that we stormed the Capitol. Listen to yourselves. Stop being such fucking little snowflakes, man. The Democrats made them mad. I mean, okay, let's let's take this logic. Like, like well, if a kid was throwing a tantrum because you wouldn't give them the lollipop, would you be like, well, you should have given the child a lollipop and they wouldn't have thrown the tantrum?
3: You know, one week ago, when the Capitol was overrun, I don't understand who does blame for that other than the people who overran the Capitol and the people who may, and whether or not you agree they did or not, the people who spoke before and may have. In- yeah,
0: so basically his argument is the Democrats made them mad. So this is, again, such fucking contradictory logic, because they, if if you agree that the Democrats speaking mean about Trump and the MAGA people is enough to make the MAGA people mad and then use that as a blame on them for playing a role here, then you better damn well admit that Trump and his rhetoric played a role also. But I don't know if this guy's gonna do that considering the fact he's up here on CNN trying to pass
3: the blame off when it doesn't even make fucking sense. (sighs) Who overran the Capitol and the people who may, and whether or not you agree they did or not, the people who spoke before and may have incited that mob to overrun the Capitol.
0: Oh well, cut off there. I was wanting to hear. We his one the
3: week one week ago, one we...
0: It's such circular logic. The Democrats saying stuff mean made them mad, so they are at fault. Trump? Hmm? I don't know. Is it really incitement? <laughs> like, come on. It's such such uh, circular logic. And have the Democrats been perfect? Has their rhetoric always been super nice and friendly and not insightful sounding? No, not at all. Democrats are far from perfect. I fucking despise the Democrats. So yeah, like they did it too is the whataboutism fallacy. And also it's just like pussy shit. You're just pointing fingers. Man, personal responsibility. Why does it always come back to personal responsibility? Every time lately on this show, it's come back to personal responsibility. So you heard it from this dude. You heard it from this doofus. Democrats were mean, so they, they're they to blame
3: for the Capitol riots. I'm telling you, I'm not sure Liz Cheney and Nancy Pelosi are on any sides
2: to you is that both sides are at fault and that in america we need to be very
3: careful tristan mccoy thank you for the two
0: dollar donation the republican party is now QAnon. i'm scared you know let's try to avoid generalizations of that size uh it's definitely true though that conspiracism has and this sort of far-right magatard bullshit has certainly made its way into more mainstream conservatism in one way or another And this guy wasn't the only one that tried to do the both sides thing. And uh, look, she basically says the same, the same thing as the other guy. (laughs) These people, it's like these people call the left uh, NPCs and then they go off and basically just parrot each other. Our words have consequences. Again, far more applicable to Trump's rhetoric. Let's see. Uh, Mace blamed the president for what happened, but she also blamed members of Congress for contributing to the violence that plagued American cities throughout 2020. So we have the pivot, the obfuscation, the whataboutism already. Well, there were riots in the summer. So storming the Capitol isn't that bad, is it? You're, if you're criticizing this and also like, I, I mean, these, this, like, these are really apples to oranges. I'm not saying that the rioting that occurred with BLM was good. If by like, no, of course not. I don't want to see small businesses getting ruined and people getting harmed. No, that's fucking terrible. But to try to compare this, which had an entirely different motivation and intent behind it, to, a, like, arguably an insurrection attempt, where a bunch of radicals stormed the Capitol building and put our elected officials in danger. I mean, I think we can just acknowledge that these things are a little different. So if Congress did contribute to violence that plagued American cities throughout 2020, well, we should know about that. That should be talked about. And if consequences are like are necessary there, then okay, so be it. I just don't understand how you're like, like this, even if that were true, that just wouldn't hold the same legal precedent as Trump allegedly inciting a riot that led to an insurrection attempt. It's not that hard to understand. Okay. I know you don't like, I'm not, I'm not that smart of a person. If I can understand it, anyone else can, this woman is being intentionally dumb as fuck. I believe we need to hold the president accountable, virtue signaling, because if you're not going to take steps to do that, then you're not, then you're virtue signaling. You're just talking out of your ass. I told him accountable. uh, I hold, sorry, I hold him accountable for the events that transpired for the attack on our Capitol last Wednesday. I also believe that we need to hold accountable every single person, even members of Congress, if they contributed to the violence that transpired here. Okay. Well, she even talks about possibly there being some kind of inside involvement. Mace then called on house members of both parties to be accountable for their own words and actions and help bring the country back together. You know what this sounds like? This sounds like the spoiled little kid who, uh, they, they get, they start throwing a tantrum when their older sibling has a birthday and they don't get presents. So they're like, oh, well, we'll, we'll bring a present for the the other little kid who's, you know, it's not his birthday, but here's a present too. So you don't feel jealous. That's what this sounds like. She's basically like, look, yeah, members of Congress. In, you know, the president inciting an insurrection and a riot and all this shit. Yeah, that's pretty bad. But, you know, to hold the country accountable, why don't we give the other side? Can we like penalize someone else who said something that could have incited a riot that came of a, the civil rights movement over the 2020? Like, we'll give them a little side to just a little something. So look, everybody's happy. Don't get jealous. Like, come on. What little fucking babies I think there's there's absolutely a conversation that needs to be had about the influence that people's rhetoric has. I agree that people with a lot of influence, especially people in government with a lot of influence, obviously their words have consequences. But to try and bring this up and wrap this into the insurrection attempt, it is purely an attempt to obfuscate and pivot This is just so cringe. And we need to recognize, number one, that our words have consequences, that there is violence on both sides of the aisle. It, if there is violence on both sides of the aisle, which I will agree with, not quite the same uh, level of violence if we want to really get into the nitty gritty there. But yeah, if there's violence on both sides of the aisle, that's of course bad. So then why would you use that as, an, as justification for your the violence on your side? Why wouldn't you say, you know what? I think that violence on all sides is bad. Hold on. Let me... So I assume she's voting against the impeachment, right? The U.S. House of Representatives has every right to impeach the president of the United States, she said. But what we're doing today, rushing this impeachment in an hour or two hour long debate on the floor of this chamber, bypassing judiciary Judiciary uh, possesses great questions about the constitutionality of this process. Is this, is this, is this bypassing certain, I mean, they're having a debate about it, right? They're going to cast a vote. As far as my limited understanding is they're going through the proper channels of government here. Okay, well. Yeah, for her to just try to like signal and pivot and point at the other side, it's just, it's a little bitch move. It's a pussy move. It's basically saying, yeah, the president was bad and what the people on the right did was bad, uh, but I'm not really going to do anything about it. And the other side's bad too. Hmm? It's like you just can't own up to it. And it's like she didn't even play a role in this necessarily. No, she didn't. (laughs) She didn't play a role in the riot or anything. So, like, why is she. Hold on, she's unironically trying to quote Dr. Martin Luther King here. Today I'm asking my colleagues to remember the words of the legendary, the great leader in this country, Dr. Martin Luther King, who once said that time is always right to do what is right. And if we're serious about healing the divisions of this country, Republicans and Democrats need to acknowledge this, not the first, acknowledge this is not the first day of violence we've seen. We've seen violence across our country for the last nine months. You realize this, this, uh, Excuse could be made anytime. You could literally say, you know what? We don't really need to just focus on 9 11 if we're going to help the nation heal. Like, you know, we've seen a lot of people dying this past year. Crime was actually particularly high back in the 90s, right? So you could make that ex- same exact excuse to pivot away from anything. The fact of the matter is, this was unique. This was a uniquely violent and disturbing situation considering the involvement and the role that our elected officials had with all of this. Like, I feel like I'm explaining this to a fucking two-year-old. It's not hard to grasp this. So, yeah. Sheep pivot from a little coward who wants to talk a big game about holding these people accountable. She wants them to be held accountable, but both sides are kind of... Both sides are bad, though. I mean, isn't this, like, a contradictory, too, of, like, traditional values? It's literally like the other, like, he started it. I don't care who started it. I'll finish it, right? Maybe that should be today's theme. All the ways that these little conservatives and GOP people are literal babies. Thankfully, though, not all of them are. Ken Lagon. Blasts Trump and Capitol Rioters, Vows to Support Biden and Claims that He Feels Betrayed. He is the co-founder of Home Depot. He donated over the years to Republicans, so he's like a known Republican businessman. Businessman. I think the biggest mistake anybody is going to make is try and rationalize what happened last week, what the president did and what the crowd did. He said on some show or something, there should be no mitigation at all. It was horrible. It was wrong. I'm shocked. Yeah. See, you can say this. And when I read this, I don't instantly assume, well, I bet he doesn't think that about the BLM riots. Because you can talk, you can have a conversation about the rioting that occurred and how to solve that. That can be separate from this, because when you try to bring that up, it's a pivot. This guy is very clear, cut, uh, cut and dry, straightforward. It was wrong. I'm not going to, no one should be trying to rationalize this. It was what the crowd did. That was bad. I feel betrayed, said Lagon, who's been highly supportive of Trump's economic policies over the years. Well, Yeah. (laughs) Of course, considering he's getting tax breaks from Trump's shit, while also at times criticizing the president, such as for his response to the deadly white nationalist rally in Charlottesville, Virginia. Last weekend was a disgrace, he said. It should never have happened in this country. If it doesn't break every American's heart, something is wrong. It breaks my heart for sure. I didn't sign up for that. Damn. So, yeah, I mean, it, I know this do, it doesn't really hold that much weight, but it does show that Trump's allies are even against this. Trump has a really uphill battle <laughs> considering how many people and how many, uh, bridges he's burned with this situation. Trump did try and make a speech. Yes. well, not try. Sorry. Trump did make a speech yesterday. He visited the border wall in Texas and I was going to go over this, but now I see it's 23 minutes. And to be completely honest, I do not feel like watching a 23 minute long speech about of Trump. But there's also transcribe, there's a transcript here. And he mainly was talking about the border wall and everything else. Like I said, it's very common for, it's very common for pe- uh, presidents in their last few days to try and just focus on their achievements and try and go out with a little bit of grace. And now Trump is very clearly dedicated to uh, trying to do that uh, after the insurrection and all all that little little bump in the road. But even during this speech, Trump further refused to take responsibility. And I mean, at least he's condemning the future stuff. At least he is being proactive this time. I can appreciate that but I don't expect president Trump to take responsibility for what happened. You'll notice that Donald Trump isn't particularly good when it comes to uh, personal responsibility. All right. Let's take a look at you chat. How you doing over here? Imagine dying for your president over imaginary voter fraud you read about on a QAnon website. Yeah, I mean, that is really, we talked about that before also. It is, it's really, it's horrifying. Twitch gang, what's up? What's up, Lucifer the Wolf? What's up, Emma Johnson? Twitch gang, how you doing? Imagine storming the Capitol demanding to kill pedophile Democrats. Then when it doesn't work, being like, nah, BLM did some stuff too. <laughs> I think it's even funnier that they tried to blame Antifa at first. They were like, this is our country, revolution. But the violence and stuff, that was actually Antifa. But what they did was based. But Antifa sucks. But Anti but it was like <laughs> I know nothing about Hunter's business dealings. No 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 no. Imagine being a Trump supporter. I can't I don't understand how anyone can still support Trump after all this went down. And it's like it particular it looks particularly weird when like uh, Ariel Scarcella (laughs) was taking pictures with like this uh, fake Trump thing, like a Trump cutout thing. And she was like, look who I ran into. (laughs) It was like a day after the whole insurrection shit. Hunter, you centrist or left? It's been a while. I'm kind of both center-left, I guess, but I try to just take more objective stance. Hunter works for the Mexican cartel. Yo, dude, keep it down, man. (laughs) All right. I'll let, you know what? I'll let you guys vote. What are we going to do next? Do we want to go over uh, Glenn Beck or PragerU? Both are very equally hilarious and dumb and if you're listening on spotify don't worry because both of these things can be listened to purely as well prager you i'm seeing people voting prager you so that might be that might be the that might be the vote all right yeah prager you i guess we're gonna go with them okay so prager you i am very ashamed to say this Se- feels like a such a long time ago now but it wasn't actually that long ago sadly i did work a little bit of work for uh prager you i am very ashamed of myself now for that obviously it was still bu- you know before i left the right and i did some bullshit thing on like gender which was incorrect and uh Joel Patrick, some of you probably remember, Joel Patrick called me out for it. And you know what? I thought that was actually a pretty fair criticism. I thought it is lame that I have denounced these views, but that I profited off of them at one point. So I factored in, I, you know, I, I, uh, I don't think it was, I was paid per view. So I went ahead and I figured out how much money they paid me. For those videos, I took them down and then I donated that money that I made off like the gender misinfo video uh, to a like pro LGBT organization that went out to uh, help homeless youth, homeless LGBT youth. It was like a a homeless shelter. They did a lot of charity work uh, and they specifically were targeting uh, the LGBT community and that was, you know, that they were really like reaching out to that a minority so i donated that and of course you know i did do so in joel patrick's name uh i'm a humble man i don't need my name on that donation <laughs> but yeah that that's my little tragic story of the time that i did some shit with prager you that i have now since done my best to mitigate I still have like the receipt on my, uh, phone or in my email or something, but it was a little bit of a <laughs> funny thing too, that I donated that money to, uh, to Joel Patrick. Most of you already kind of know this story. Cause I talked about it in, uh, my video called I've been exposed where Joel Patrick <laughs> called uh, called me out and tried to expose me. <laughs> so back then I, I, uh, already kind of explained that, yeah, this is what happened. I donated the money. Or I think at the time I was planning on donating the money and then I posted about it on my Instagram when I did. I think that's how that went down. But yeah, donated that money to uh, to the LGBT community that I made off the PragerU misinfo video where I spread provably wrong and factually incorrect information about gender. Anyway, PragerU tweets out, yes, Nazis just love Dennis Prager. And this comes in response to Prager U crying their little bitch, little bitch baby eyes out about losing followers after Twitter suspending QAnon people and far right neo Nazis that were involved in the Capitol riot. So, whatever we've talked about the cen- we've talked about censorship and all that stuff before. No doubt, uh, PragerU is going to figure out some way to capitalize off this. They probably already have. Uh, no doubt in a long time, uh, a little while, they're going to say, we've lost 50,000 followers. Can you help us raise $50,000 to make up for it? We plan on suing YouTube for this, or we plan on suing Twitter for this. So I'm sure, you know, that'll happen a little in a little while. Then this person responded, sorry you lost so many Nazis galvanized by your videos. And... They said, yes, Nazis just love Dennis Prager, which is ironic because that's, I mean, that's partially true. And we're going to talk about this because back in 2019, PragerU published a video that they've now deleted. That's a little strange. Why would they delete this? Hmm, maybe we have to start taking the conservative, like, conspiracism approach on this. Hey, conservatives, all you PragerU people that like, uh, all the people that still unironically watch PragerU, isn't it kind of peculiar that they deleted this? I wonder what they're trying to hide. And what they are trying to hide is the fact that they did this little video with this nice little gentleman who... Ironically enough, kind of resembles a skinhead here. Um, Owen Benjamin. And as someone who makes his living as a comedian, that's a big problem. Now, here's what's funny is this guy was hosted on a video called uh, The Strange Death of Comedy. Tell a joke now and who knows who you might offend. Identity politics is taking the fun out of just about everything. So... Owen oh, Benjamin, I'm wondering how many people are, uh, they didn't delete it. It's censorship probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. You know what? That's true. PragerU was censored by, uh... As
4: a le- whoa, what
0: the, f-? shut up, please, pal. PragerU was censored by, uh, one of the people managing their YouTube channel. They were trying to de- delete them. Now we can maybe go over this video because the video in and of itself, I don't actually know if it, like, it's just about him basically crying because he can't say the n-word in comedy anymore um yeah but anyway this guy's an actual neo-nazi and no that's not hyperbole that's not even an exaggeration this is a provable thing now this guy calls himself a comedian right and this is how these people do this shit a lot, where they will hide their bullshit in comedy. In a YouTube live stream in March of 2019, now deleted, and let's let's think about this really, clear, really carefully, because I know there are going to be people who are re- very skeptical. Hunter calling someone a Nazi? Hmm, sounds like a libtard soy boy calling everything he doesn't like a Nazi. Let's see if this sounds like something a neo-Nazi would say. Just potentially... He claimed Adolf Hitler really, and this is quote, quote, really what he was trying to do was clean Germany, clean it of the parasites, of the fleas. He did not hate Jews. He hated filth, and he was trying to clean up. Hmm. Yikes. That's a nice way of putting it, I I suppose. (laughs) Uh, in the same YouTube live stream, he yelled that Jews run our entire media. That's uh, the Jewish question. Like the the philosophy, the philosophical belief behind being a neo-Nazi, that Jews run the media, all of Hollywood, all of pornography. And if they get power, they will destroy your entire civilization. Yeah, this is, this is literally, I mean, this is hard. This is just the Jewish question. There, he's not even hiding it. Yeah, this is the bullshit neo-Nazi belief that Jews control the world, essentially, and they're trying to subvert the white race. But, oh, LOL, they're ruining comedy, guys. Come on. Comedy's getting destroyed. I can't joke. I can't talk about it, but it was probably a joke. Didn't court, wait, didn't quartering just do something about this too? Because it's so annoying when people try to say, like, their dumb fuck shit that they've said was a joke. And I don't... To my knowledge, this guy has not actually... Uh, Hold on. I'm terrible at multitasking when I'm searching th- something. Let's see. Um... I saw something that, oh, hold on. Okay. This tweet was deleted also. It's super cringy when people try to like hide shit behind jokes. This was a really good one. (laughs) We all know about the guy that was part of the, uh, the Capitol riot who was wearing a shirt that said Camp Auschwitz. ...over the uh, image of a human skull. And, uh, I mean, we know that the people willing to break into the Capitol... ...we know that they were actually... ...some of them were, uh, like, hurling racial slurs at Capitol officers... ...who were black. These people waving Confederate flags around... ...we know that they're probably kinda serious. But then here comes the quartering. The comedy understander. Heavens to Betsy. A joke! Lol, guys, Quartering did delete this tweet. I don't know why. I I, under, I don't know why. I mean, come on, dude. It was just a funny meme, right? Raiding the Capitol. That shit's all. I, that shit's bad. Yeah. But he was probably wearing that shirt. That that part of it was for shits and giggles and for some lol's, man. It's a prank. It's just a ge- like. This is this. This is, it's just a a prank, bro, from 2013. This meme has made a full circle, and now it's just, it's just a joke, bro. Remember before with the Sam Pepper shit way back? It was like, oh yeah, I murdered your best friend and killed everyone you love, but it's just a prank, bro. And now we got this. It's just a joke, bro. The guy who broke into the Capitol building with a violent mob of racists That was all serious, but the fact that he was wearing the Camp Auschwitz shirt, just a joke. (laughs) Lighten up, snowflake. Ever heard of comedy? (laughs) Lol. Kind of went on a tangent there, but, you know, there's never, it's, it's never inappropriate to start shitting on the quartering because he is one of the dumbest motherfuckers on the entire internet. And he's also a huge pussy. You should listen to his conversation with destiny, actually. Because he backs off everything, every single thing that Quartering said on Twitter that Destiny then brought up, Des, uh, Quartering would go, ooh, yeah, mm, not everything. Try not to be too hyperbolic here. Virtually, or a good amount of things brought up, it was, ooh, that's a little yikesy. Seems a little spicy. Yeah, I don't know. Did I Did I really say that? Like, it's, it was such pussy shit. But this guy, the Owen Benjamin dude, he calls himself a comedian. And apparently was able to convince fucking PragerU to host him. This guy doesn't even pretend to be joking here. When he makes claims that Adolf Hitler didn't... He didn't dislike Jews. He was trying to clean out the filth of Germany. Like, holy fuck, dude. (laughs) That's not even... that. Like, he's not even pretending that that is a joke. Oh, I don't even know if I can, like... Be reading this and showing this, this might be a violation of TOS just in and of itself even with the context here yeah, I mean he's saying for, he posted, a now deleted, of course they always delete this shit because they're pussies for the record, I like a lot of Jews, they're just usually the ones who act like they're not Jewish or that's not exactly what he said but I, I mean, my god dude in June 2019, Benjamin wrote in another now deleted Instagram poll. Not all Jews own the press, but all presses. Own. Yeah, I mean, again, more, we have more Jewish questions signaling here. This guy's a full-blown fucking neo-Nazi. Like a hardcore neo-Nazi. What does the Voltar quote mean? Uh, It was a quote. I Some of these, some of the accusations that this website brought up I didn't find to be I didn't really think were that all that compelling. They said that he shared a quote and falsely attributed it to someone else, but it's an ant it's it was based on like an anti-Semitic theory, which knowing this guy's history, yeah, I'm sure it was. I don't think this was the uh, yeah this I don't know if that was the post because if that was it, obviously that would be anti-Semitic with the image included. Um, I don't know. I think I thought there were even more more cut-and-dry examples of him being a fucking vile, like, vile anti-Semite. So, yeah, anyone in chat disagreeing with this one? Anyone? Damn, I'm down for some edge, but holy fuck, that was gross. Yeah, because he's not trying to be edgy. It's not, it's literally, it's not edginess. It's just being a fucking piece of shit. Being a neo-Nazi.
4: And as someone who makes his living as a comedian, that's a big problem. Uh Uh-oh. Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, here we go. He's announced he won't play college campuses. He doesn't want to deal with all the political correctness. And he's not exactly edgy. (laughs) I
0: remember that. And you know what? I don't think we're going to go through this whole video, considering that there's actually no... Deliberate neo-Nazi That's shit what com- in this, but the fact that they hosted him and gave him a platform and put a big little name That's right here, Owen Benjamin. Check him out, stand-up comedian and actor, affiliated with PragerU. So yeah, PragerU, I mean, neo-Nazis kind of do like you. They probably don't think you go far enough, yeah, but there is no doubt in my mind that you provide a safe haven for those people. Because they know that nothing you guys are going to say is going to be too far out of line. So, I don't know. It's just, it is a little ironic when, (laughs) I mean, this was like in 2019 when this happened. And then they deleted the video once they realized he was a fucking neo-Nazi. Script. Three, look at, man, they have all this shit. Oh, look, he does it. Oh, that's good. Oh, look at this, guys. Classic comedy. This wasn't included in the front bit since the video was cut for some reason. Three white men walk into a bar. You're racist. Is that a joke? In today's hypersensitive world, it's hard to know what's funny anymore. (gasps) Wow, what's funny, guys? I mean, (sighs) Can we just bring back the good old days when we could casually joke about the Jewish question and anti-Semitism, please? Where did I... But identity politics is killing the gags. How many times have you heard someone say something like, you're not black, so you don't know what it's like to be me? Yeah, and I hate that reasoning. Uh, But also, that doesn't apply to... Comedy specifically, that's a bad argument to make because it hinges on like anecdotes and assuming that people who have certain experiences therefore are more qualified, which can sometimes be true. Absolutely. But I never like this identity politics thing. Um, But I don't know how that necessarily applies to comedy. You're a man, so you can't have an opinion about any issues affecting women. I mean, yeah, these are cringy comments that have, that people on the left have definitely made. As a left-handed, pa- oh, here we go. Here comes the funny part, guys. As a left-handed pansexual leprechaun, only I really know about elevator safety. Ha <laughs> ha! Did I miss something here? Elevator safety? Let. It could have been like only I know about cooking noodles in a big pan. What's the elevator safety part? Am I missing something? Is this maybe just a little too nuanced of for, of humor for me? <laughs> Alright, well, whatever. Thought that was a good little dose of irony, PragerU. Yeah, neo-Nazis love us. Ha ha ha. Not. Meanwhile, ooh. This was the guy they hosted on their fucking show. I do, and you know what? I'm going to be honest. I do recognize that that's a that does is that it is a little bit of guilt by association there. Chicken Um, cross the road. Oh, hold on! I kind of want to hear his joke now. I can recognize how that's a bit of guilt by association, um, but I'm not using this as an argument to claim that Dennis Prager is a neo-Nazi, but for the fact that they would say, "Oh yeah, neo-Nazis love Prager," you, (laughs) huh? When this was literally a a neo-Nazi who liked PragerU enough to do a video for you people. Like that, it directly contradicts your tweet. We can't even agree that it's obviously absurd. Really? How about this? All right, let's hear it. Why did the chicken
4: cross the road? Because he was transgender. <laughs> Why is the rooster being paid more for crossing the same road? Is that?
0: So, okay, actually I kinda, I, unironically that was a little bit more clever than I was expecting. Okay, well, I mean, Hitler made some pretty good art, pal. Maybe you can crack some jokes, but it doesn't take away from the fact that you're a fucking neo-Nazi. <laughs> but while we're on the topic of neo-Nazis, Glenn Beck recently had some really good comments to make. He had some really spi- a really spicy take. Glenn Beck compares tech's ban on Trump to Nazis putting Jews behind the wall. Now, we know at this point that when it comes to the censorship thing, especially conservatives really turn into the biggest snowflakes of them all. But when you start claiming that because people got banned from using the Twitter app that that somehow is, like, comparable to what happened to Jews during the Holocaust. I mean, is this... <laughs> like, you know, you're... Co- you, like, does he realize his, his arguments here could probably be taken more seriously? If he was like, look, getting banned from Twitter is not the end of the world but I think that we absolutely need to have a conversation about the power that big tech has. Why can't you take that approach? Why do you have to be like, oh my God, I can't use Twitter anymore. This must have been like what it was like to be a Jew during the Holocaust. I've seen more mental maturity from emo suicidal hot topic people. (laughs) I've seen less, less victim. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, let's, let's go ahead and see. So he calls, he says that Trump's exile from social media following last week's Capitol riots is like a digital ghetto. Comparing it to Germans with the Jews behind the wall. Um, no. Like, do... All right. You know how sometimes when things are so stupid, like they come so obviously to you, I have to unironically try and lower my brain cells so I can actually properly explain why this is wrong. Um, let's see here. Being holocausted and getting banned on from Twitter isn't the same thing. Does is that good enough. (laughs) President Trump's exile from social media following last week's Appearing on Fox News, Beck told Tucker Carlson, oh, man, we had two masterminds hanging out right here, having a good old chat. They were probably the best ideas that you've ever heard flowing out of the mouths of these two people. The government and high tech need each other. So this, with the implosion of trust, they have to join hands. And it's extraordinarily dangerous. See, it's weird because, again, I can agree with, like, some of this sounds a little over the top still, but... I can agree 100% how, that it's dangerous. Of course, the fact that, like, big tech. But what's funny, too, is they're trying to make this sound like it's unique. Like, do you know how many of our politicians are controlled by corporations? You can't have freedom of speech if you... C- If you can't have, if you can't express yourself in a meaningful place, Beck said, this is like the Germans with the Jews behind the wall. They would put them in the digital ghetto. Well, this is the digital ghetto. You can talk all you want to. You can talk all you want to, Jews. You do whatever you want behind the wall. Well, that's not meaningful and that's where we are. Wow. I think there's a little more that goes into it than that. Uh, Also, you're talking about the president of the United States. Like now that Trump can't tweet, he has no way of voicing his opinion. (laughs) The president could snap. The president could fucking fart and have a uh, have a news conference press conference right now with the attention of all, all every single national media. If he wanted to Donald Trump stop acting like this. Stop stop Glenn Beck, please stop acting like Donald Trump getting booted off Twitter is somehow the digital ghetto. (sighs) I do believe in the bill of rights. So cringy trying to bring in like the constitution to these things when it's a private company. The conversation that needs to be had here is about antitrust laws, either being, I'm not a lawmaker, so my, obviously it's going to, I apologize if this sounds a little shallow, but what really the conversation that needs to be had here is about antitrust violations and seeing antitrust laws or reformations or whatever's necessary implemented where necessary because I agree there is a significant issue with Donald Trump. Or, well, with people, right, with these massive corporations having the ability and having so much control and power, we've been over this. Obviously, I can recognize how that's dangerous and how that needs to be addressed and how it needs to change. But you're not going to change it by trying to say that Trump, who got booted off of Twitter and Instagram, is comparable to Jews being put in the ghetto because of their identity like i don't i don't think that i really need to go into this any more in depth i don't because i'm gonna start getting like all (laughs) frantic and be like
4: how are you not able to see this
0: (laughs) all right you know what let's take a little chill pill for a second and uh Malone Miller, thank you so much for the $20 donation. Very generous of you. I really appreciate that. Hey, Hunter, I'm 22. I used to watch your stuff back when I was a conservative. I became an atheist in 2016 and started to become more liberal. I still watched your videos and it's been cool seeing you grow in the same way I did. Well, thank you so much, man. That really means a lot. I'm glad to know that you're uh, enjoying the content still. And thank you again for your uh, for your generosity. So, yeah. Cut the bullshit, cut the victim narrative, Glenn Beck. Stop with the whole, oh, Donald Trump, now he's, this is what it's like to be literally holocausted. Remember how the conservatives were always making fun of, um, the left for saying that Trump is literally Hitler? I mean, this is essentially the same thing. Now we just have big tech is literally the holocaust. And you know what's funny? This isn't the first time that Mr. Uh, Mr. Glenn Beck, Glenn Cuck censored uh, by the yeah, ministry. Yeah. Of- Can we stop please? <laughs> has made this comparison. I'm trying to find this. I tried to find the standalone clip and I could not. So I had to find it in this hilarious, by the way, compilation of Dave Rubin. Cause this is, this includes Dave Rubin. So it seems that Glenn Beck has a uh, habit of making these kind of com- comparisons when he's just in the company of the most like highest level intellectual gods tucker carlson and now dave rubin i mean you put both <laughs> i'm telling you if you take both of those people and put their brains together and combine their iq you're looking at like maybe the iq of a french fry okay so anyway he makes this fucking uh comparison again and it's just hilarious. Let's let's listen to the snowflakery. Don't copyright the music. Dave, you're Jewish. Uh, very forward, Glenn. Thank okay. Dave. So, Glenn. <laughs> just, you know what? There's I don't need to commentate on anything. That's just very forward of you, Glenn. All right. Um
2: yeah. the, I feel as I was listening to you, keyword feel, for the first time, I feel kind of like keyword I bet a lot of Jews felt in Germany, where you're like, but that's so crazy. They'd never do
0: that. And you look back now and go, oh, that's bizarre. They would never do that. You could like the vagary. You're just like, you're the only reason you're trying to, you're comparing it to that, that specific tragedy is because you want the most victim narrative, the most victim points that you can possibly get. This is disgusting. They can't possibly do that. You could make this excuse. Man, yesterday when my pizza order, when I ordered pizza, they guaranteed that it would be there in 20 minutes or less. And then they notified me that it was going to take an extra 15 minutes, even after they guaranteed that it would be there in, in only 20 minutes. And I feel like that must be what it was like in the Holocaust. Like, they can't possibly... They can't really be doing this right now. Like, when you make a dumb fuck vague comparison, you can essentially mine as many victim points as you want. I felt like it was a, I was a survivor on 9-11. Like, I, I looked up and I saw the disaster and I thought, this... This cannot possibly be happening.
2: (laughs) They'd never do that. They would never do that. And you look back now and go, all of the signs were there. They were telling you what they were
0: going to do. How did you miss it? I... Yeah. That... No. Okay. (laughs) As far as big tech goes, the TOS is there. You signed up for it. Okay, we're not going to have this conversation again. Am I crazy for thinking that? Yes. Also, am I crazy for thinking this guy resembles like a like a bear of some sort, like almost like a Winnie the Pooh? Nah, maybe I'm just tripping on this on all the bullshit that's just gone. Am I crazy (laughs) for thinking that?
4: You know, it's one of those things where you start thinking it and you go, oh, could we really be there? And That's part of why it's so hard to think about it in a clear way. Could we? So remember, Dave
0: Rubin's job. Also, Dave is on the blaze. So what kind of like boring ass circle jerk, too? But anyway, uh, Dave Rubin's job is to say whatever he needs to say in that situation to sound good.
4: Why it's so hard to think about it in a clear way. Could we really be there? and i actually think the answer is yes if these people really wow no one saw that coming people were to get the institutional power they will do all of the things that they purport trump to believe in and to do that he never does so
0: wait so lol look at the democrats saying that trump is literally hitler (laughs) but the democrats are literally hitler guys All of it. All of it is so circular. And it's just the victim narrative. It's so prevalent. God. We already know that 90% of Republicans believe that uh, conservative voices are censored by big tech. Like, this rhetoric, these lies... These, the misinterpretations that are going on with big tech, like they have really seeped into the mainstream conservatism. Make sure there's uh no more updates here. Let's see. Do we have any more updates? Hold up. All right, I think that we're good for that. Well, why don't we wrap up today's episode with a little finale? Everyone's favorite, more Dave Rubin. Yes, woohoo! that's what I'm voting. That's what I'm voting for right here. Let's see some more Dave Rubin big brain takes. These are the top 10 Dave Rubin moments from 2020. Compilation courtesy of Dave Rubin Clips. I am acknowledging right now that uh you know some of them i'm sure they don't have full context but you know what we can laugh we can laugh with the knowledge that they might not be in full context but we'll we will be able to appreciate the big brain takes
4: don't copyright me please uh Ka- All right, let's see. Ann, she's a filmmaker she said pence needs to stop mansplaining dominating and gaslighting the women tonight um there's a lot there you got my feelings on the mansplaining part of it but the gaslight well, that's
0: pretty cringy i you know what i ah oh god i hate when i have to start this shit out and then it's like they find the one tweet that's just ah, yeah can we keep, like no more mansplaining no more of that man sitting mansplaining no more of that shit please end the end that crap in 2021 okay but the good part here is how uh, well he understands what it means to be Fair. gaslit. You got my feelings on the
4: mansplaining part of it, but the gaslighting, gaslighting, gaslighting is when in effect, it's a, it's a phrase that sort of was born online because it's the idea that you go sort of so over the top with your response to somebody that it sort of, it burns down the whole house. So instead of making like a cogent point, if somebody, if you're arguing with somebody, instead of making like just a sensible point, you gaslight them, meaning you just say something so crazy or so over the top that you just destroyed the whole thing. Does that seem like what Mike Pence, quiet Mike Pence? I would let this guy
0: be, I would would let this guy be my therapist. I mean, clearly he has such a good grasp on what it means to be gaslit. <laughs> okay, yeah. For those of you watching or listening that actually don't know, that's not the definition of gaslighting at all. They put the definition up here in the uh, the, the compilation. It's a form of psychological manipulation in which a person or a group covertly sows seeds of doubt in a targeted individual or group, making them question their own memory, perception, or judgment. So it's... Ba- uh, uh, mental health abuse in a way to make someone essentially believe that they are crazy or going crazy. And actually, Ruben, um, the term originates from, I believe, and I could be wrong on this, but I uh, I looked into it a little while ago because I wanted to find out why. It came from some, some situation where there was a woman who her husband was trying to convince, he was trying to convince her that she was crazy. And what he would do is he would take the gas on the light, or it was on the stove... I, I think it was like a gas light. Yeah, gas light. Um, and he would turn it up, and then over time, throughout increments, he would brighten it ever so slightly. And if she noticed it, he would be like, what are you talking about? It's been like this the whole time. So that was like the way that he, you know, that was kind of where the first uh gaslighting definition, I guess, originated from, I believe... But like Dave Rubin wasn't even in the ballpark. Like he just he just took away like what the what like the kindergartener would think if they heard. What do you think
4: gaslighting means? Maybe like an explosion. Like what Mike Pence? Quiet Mike Pence. Mike Pence is too quiet when he speaks and is respectful and nice and actually looked at her. Wow, um, you know. Did that seem like he was gaslighting? I don't think so, Kathy. All right.
0: Checkmate, Libs. All right, guys, I'm sorry, but I need to pee really bad, so we're gonna take a short recession. All
4: right, let's get back to Dave Rubin Think about it this way, these people that say, okay, you can have eight-month abortions. Doesn't matter why you want an eight-month abortion, you can have an eight-month abortion. Well, now, mm-hmm. generally, those are the people who also will tell you that they're for gay people. Now, when science is able to actually identify the sexuality of a child- Oh, boy. And now a Christian conservative Forget Christian conservative and
0: anyone publisher or platform. Choose one. Yeah, they're a platform by definition, legal definition. And uh, every conceivable definition. They big tech, they are platforms.
4: Says they oh, my, I found out that I'm eight months pregnant and my child is gay, but I don't want a gay child. I should be allowed to have an abortion. The lefty's going to say yes, because I don't know. They're going to have to pick. Am I for gay people or am I for abortion? Well, uh, well, Well, where do you even start with
0: this? We've already gone over how Dave Rubin has a very strong history of basically turning everything uh, that he possibly can into some kind of a science fiction sounding,
4: like, shit. <laughs> hey, but I don't want What child. is the- I be-
0: what's the left gonna do when one day they're able to tell when someone is gay and then someone wants to abort their child for being gay? Are they for abortion or for they- or for- or- 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 uh, orwellian. I, like, you really, you can, like, you can be for abortion on a broad level and then oppose people who are getting abortion. Like, you could already, you you could already make this argument, right? Like, does he think the left would be like, oh, well, the woman said she wants to get an abortion because she didn't want a black child, but abortion, her right, like, He's like creating some insane hypothetical situation just so he can then point at some imagined hypocrisy. It's so fucking desperate. They're going to have to pick him. And look, this lady, her face, she's just like, why did I invite this guy on? I, oh my God, he's,
4: oh God, why did I do this? (laughs) For gay people or am I for abortion? So you have to confront them with these ethical dilemmas and usually you'll watch their heads explode because they're not that good at at thinking these things through.
0: (gasps) What would you do? (laughs) What would you do if my completely arbitrary and totally made up and hypothetical situation happened? Don't have an answer, right? 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 Ha!
4: Checkmate, liberals. I dare make a pro-Trump uh, comment, I don't know if I'm allowed. Will certainly uh, be censored uh, by uh, the yeah, Ministry but, of but, Truth on but, the internet. Somebody's not gonna be happy about <laughs> this. But Dude,
0: they can't even go for like a fucking millisecond without harping on about this conservative shit.
4: Can I say a pro-Trump comment? Wait. I don't know if I'm allowed, Will certainly- uh, At thinking these things through. I dare make a pro-Trump uh, comment, I don't know. If- <laughs> Yeah, guys. As we all know, you're not allowed to make pro-Trump
0: comments on social media platforms. Listen to these cocks.
4: If I'm allowed, will Sir uh, Michael Nums right?
0: Michael Numskull, more like it. Will the yeah, like, tr- will be censored by the Ministry of Truth if you say something pro-Trump? Of course, it's on PragerU. So funny that all these fuckers that complete that constantly harp on about big tech always have some kind of a financial incentive for there to be a belief that they are being censored by big tech. Really weird, right? Hmm. I don't know. You'd think for the conservatives who, who like, are willing to look at a conspiracy at, like, any anything, anytime they don't know something, they're like, hmm, peculiar, strange, hmm. Well, isn't this a little eye-opening here? Anyway, these people, dude. Yeah, we've already been over the data that shows... Conservative content, which is pro-Trump, dominates Facebook, dominates searches, dominates... uh, I know they dominate on Facebook. Uh, I believe they dominate on YouTube as well. There is no systemic censorship of people for being conservatives. There's no systemic censorship of pro-Trump comments. It's just... I hate to say it, pal, but it's because a lot of the times these people who are pro-Trump... Also go on to make other remarks that violate TOS separate to their like pro-Trump comments. Truth well, on the internet. Somebody's <laughs> not going to
4: be happy about this. But in many ways when I was they – li-
0: They literally just have like this imaginary idea. They're like, yeah, our overlords at big tech. We can't really say- – don't say anything too loud. Don't – you know, my entire fucking conservative brand on YouTube with 2 million plus subscribers – don't say anything pro-Trump, we might get censored.
4: <laughs> it's so disingenuous. Rereading it, I kept thinking, man, what they needed was a Trump. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because what was Trump, or what is Trump? He just sort of broke through all of hmm. this. If you're, if you're talking about how do you break the duopoly, how do you break the false choices, how do you break pol- political correctness, all these things, who has been the greatest breaker of hmm. those things? It's been Trump. So it's like in a weird way, if the book had ended and there suddenly was this person who was just willing to do it for some very. OK, uh, I, like I have not read 1984. I don't pretend
0: to be this person that understands the book super well. Um, but I know for a fact that conservatives hardly ever get it right. Okay. I hate to. Joe Rogan avoids the battle of ideas. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. All right, let's see. Let's go over like one or two more clips here. I watched over this a while ago. Oh, yeah, there was the time when he got, I guess, the phone call came in. I mean, he definitely felt a little bad for the guy.
4: Everything wrong. Bill Crystal you've gotten everything wrong. David Frum, you've gotten everything wrong.
0: This is one of my absolute favorites. This one right here
4: if we're gonna say trust the scientists, which is a silly notion, right? You know, there's a lot of-
0: No. No. It's not a silly notion to trust scientists. You anti-intellectual fuck.
4: <laughs> Evil scientists out there. There's a lot of bad guy scientists Ooh. out there. Have you ever seen a science fiction movie? I mean, not every scientist is right about everything. And by the- Yo, guys, would you really want to go on an, on an airplane? <laughs> I mean, have you ever watched Star Wars? There are some
0: pretty scary airplanes flying around out there in space, man. Okay, so you heard it here, guys.
4: We're going to say trust the scientists.
0: Don't trust the scientists because in movies, sometimes scientists can be bad. Okay, Dave. Well, I guess we shouldn't trust the president because in movies, presidents can be bad and in real life, actually. I guess we shouldn't trust police because I've seen some movies about policemen being bad. I have. Yeah. I mean, that also happens in real life, but I
4: mean, like, but <laughs> which is a silly notion, right? You know, there's a lot of evil scientists out there. Like, I mean, he's
0: like evil scientists. Like he just had some like groundbreaking, groundbreaking thought here. This is just anti-intellectualism. And it's pathetic that he thinks that that is any form of a good argument.
4: A bad guy scientist out there. Have you ever seen-
0: Yep, there's a lot of bad. All right, well you heard it here, guys. Thank you, Dave Rubin, Big Brain Dave Rubin. Uh, There's a lot of evil scientists out there. Movies have also made sure to include evil scientists, so we should not trust scientists in the in our real in the real world because the movie made it. Okay, we're gonna jump into the last super chats and then we're gonna wrap up today's stream. Dark Master twenty five, thank you for the four dollar donation. Random question: All time favorite film? Oh goodness, oh goodness, I, I wish I could answer that. You know, one that I watched recently was uh, It's a Wonderful Life. I do like that movie a lot. You see, I like to listen to really intense, scary, hard rap music, and then I like to watch really relaxing, nice movies. Dark Master, uh, thank you again. I hate to be random as well. Played Cyberpunk yet? No. (laughs) Nope, I have not. I really don't play many video games. I don't really have a lot of time. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. Thank you, everybody, for the generous donations. And to everyone who watched, followed, and subscribed, both on Twitch and on uh, YouTube, you can also download this episode on Spotify. The link is in the description below. So please go follow me on Spotify. This episode will be available to download and listen to very soon. Thank you, everybody. You tuned in today and you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And remember, don't trust scientists. Okay. I watched an X-Files on it and it's that science is all bunk. See ya.